Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Uh, okay. Okay, Is so that useful? let's... <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that, that, that's my ASMR trigger. That's like, now, so. <laughs> oh, that was it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> all right, and let's get some guns for me to chew. <laughs> okay, are you recording a podcast or an ASMR video? Why not both? An ASMR <laughs> podcast. The Backroys did one, so there you go. Uh, okay, well, they did. They did one. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Why can't we? Do, why can't we knock ours out right now? And not even, uh, not even a whole one. <laughs> no, no. We got, we got, we got, uh, we got to entice them and then make them pay for it. I gotta learn to not lean so close into the microphone because that was part of the problem when I yeah, was. Yeah, that might have been it. I was Maybe. leaning way too close. Yeah, I think Maybe it's like I'm a doing kid, this like, to. Uh, I'm doing this to get my grandkids sold. You gotta, you gotta work with me here. See. How do we start this podcast? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works. No, it's my job, not your job. No, it's my job. <laughs> my job. I, 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 I'm the beloved icon. I uh, was thinking, I was thinking maybe it might be a good idea for us to like introduce ourselves as like HT the raccoon, KC the dog, you know, like that, so that people will know when we, when we say naughty words, okay. like... <laughs> Oh, okay, why why we have the like, yeah. animal bits? <laughs> so the it animal makes more stuff. sense. And it would okay. be like it'd be a theme with like cartoon. Okay. Like Alright, let's do that then. Alright. Uh Hello. Welcome to Toontown Public Works. Uh cartoons so cheap, they're free. Uh I'm HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque. People know me as a cat person. Alright. We have Yay. a name now, guys. We Yay. did it. We also have an intro. <laughs> hopefully, like hopefully that that sticks. I don't know. Uh, uh, goodness, it is great to be here again. Uh, even though uh, we should have been here a week earlier, so we could have a podcast out the week before. I was because, traveling. You know, because you know the thing that really helps podcasts is having a delayed break immediately after your first podcast. Uh, <laughs> Really loving the, uh, the love we've been getting, though. You know what? I think it created a nice tension. Like, are we going to be actually, like, like, actually, oh, God. Like, they were waiting for there. it. Like, will they, won't they release the podcast? Yeah, like, you are know, they going like to actually get off their butts and actually, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so, yay. So any cartoon news on any of your ends or any just general things? Yeah, you know, I was I was driving down the road and I was going to go through a tunnel and dadgummit, it was painted on. Darn thing was painted on. Crashed right oh, into it. That's oh, the beans. cartoon news <laughs> in my life. Okay. Um, uh, no, let's see. I'm trying to... I had something and I don't remember. Oh god, there was something I really wanted to talk about. Uh, Is there a gas leak in here? Uh oh yeah, that's right. Uh uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off really We are pros already. Here it goes. 
Uh, well, I finished the first, the uh, last episode of Samurai Jack. This, uh, like, I oh, think it was right. last week. So that was a thing. I have not seen any Samurai Jack since the first season, back when it originally aired. <laughs> I will I tell seen... you that uh, there are some callbacks if you've uh, seen even the first season. So there's, it's good to well, go back through the uh, each season before. Um, on, this on, new Hulu, one, yeah. on Hulu, they actually have every episode up on it. So except Nothing. for the new ones, so I can always check that out. But right now, I've been like, uh, well, I was I, I watched the new Steven Universe, which was freaking great. Still not caught up on that. Oh, God, uh, you really should. Buddy. I'm sorry. Do you, you go and finish your thing, HT, and then I've got a, an actual cartoon-related thing that happened in real life. Um. Well, actually, I'd rather hear that. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no! Like I, I just, uh, <laughs> I got really curious, and I, I found a, I found one of those websites where you can watch cartoons for free, and I was just yes. like digging through, like trying to which find. Which we do stuff not. Oh, by the way, which we do not advocate. Wink. We do not. Yes, advocate. I was. Wink. I was there to narc them out, uh, and uh, and a part of the narking process was watching some sh- <laughs> some uh, <laughs> terrible cartoons. <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, and the <clears throat> the one I found is that there's one called Galaxy Goof Ups. Have you guys heard of this at all? I have oh, not. That sounds familiar. It no, sounds it was familiar. like uh, I watched only one episode of it. It was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I don't know uh, what uh, era it was released, but it only lasted like 13 or so episodes. And it was about like uh, Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound. Um, oh, and like yeah. two other like two other characters from the Hanna-Barbera universe that I didn't recognize. Yeah. One was like a, a weird duck and the other one was a, a porcupine. And they have like a they're in like some sort of like like Stargate uh type no no Starfleet Star type. Yeah. Uh organization uh, Star Trek. Yeah, but their actual like canonical names in universe are the the Galaxy Goofups. Which seems like a very, <laughs> it seems like a very strange thing to name, like a, a group of people that you intend to do like proper work. And then uh, they meet up with Michael Jackson, and then they go onto a planet with the Borg Queen, and then dance her until she's a nice woman, basically. Does that happen? Captain EO. <laughs> I didn't Captain get all the way through. Oh, Captain <laughs> EO. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my my uh my signal just clipped there. That was pretty bad. Uh yeah no it was uh it was uh. I don't know. It was mostly just an unremarkable, like, bad cartoon. Hanna-Barbera really liked to, uh, sort of, uh, okay. cash in on those things. They sold out a bit. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you about my favorite bad Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Okay. Uh, and, like, because I actually genuinely love it because it's just so terrible of its era and just wonderful and god i love it um it's uh, you've probably heard of it uh it's called yo yogi have you heard of that i know about uh, yo yogi it's the one uh, they're the ki- it's the uh, kid let me, let me, ones right yeah, yeah, you go yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. yeah 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 it's it's basically the premise is that it's yogi bear and all the other like hannibal bear characters like snagglepuss and uh dick dastardly and all that stuff that's like little kids and they're at a mall called yellow jellystone mall because okay. apparently this is an apocalyptic future where uh jellystone park got paved over and got turned into a shopping mall which is probably abandoned now in 2017 uh and uh, basically, they solve crimes. It's literally like, it's it's like, 
every single bad 90s Hanna-Barbera concept thrown into a single entity, and I freaking love it. For a while, that was actually a really hot thing to do, was to take, like, an existing property and to make a kid's version. Like, there was Tom and and Jerry Kids, which, now that I said it, the theme song is stuck in my head again, and I haven't (laughs) watched it since I was 10. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, there's a Flintstones one. Yeah, Flintstones. That one made no sense. Uh, Wait, there was a and, Flintstones oh, kids version? What? Yeah, it was, just, oh God, it was yes. just called Flintstones kids, and it's it's patently bad. And oh. I think they were like there were like it, like it was so bad. It was one of those cartoons that actually had like multiple types of cartoons thrown into it. So like I think in the middle they had like instead of like having like a all Flintstones kids, there was like three episodes, and two of them were Flintstones, and in the middle were like. I think it was a Captain Caveman with his son. Yeah, or something. they had that, and they they did a similar thing <clears throat> with Tom and Jerry kids, where they had like other. Uh, yeah, but most of them were like adjacent to the Tom and Jerry canon. Those like Captain Captain Caveman has nothing to do with Flintstones. I mean, nothing. other than the obvious. Yeah, but have, that's still that's really a big stretch there. Do you have the a one the- favorite bad cartoon, Cirque? Um. That's a good question, to be honest. Okay, uh, just just narrow it down to Hanna Barbera if you can. Hanna Barbera. Okay, because uh, the next the next one I wanted to just briefly bring up is not a Hanna Barbera. I don't think. <laughs> Honestly, oh, for personal reasons, I think that one Turbo Teen cartoon is it's still hilarious and great to Turbo me. Turbo Teen. <laughs> uh, the one, the I, yeah, the one where the guy <laughs> turns into the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, he eats spicy food and then turns into a car. So, therefore, this is our first Turbo Team reference, uh, which we're going to slowly catch up on the McElroys with that. Um, and because uh, everything podcast related is in the shadow of the McElroys. <laughs> um, yep. This American life, highly inspired by the McElroys. Yeah, that, like, uh, they're, they're such a copycat of the format, really. Yeah, Radio Lab. Uh, all those radio lab radio lab radio lab is just a ripoff of uh uh the macroways are in troll too exactly like um really uh, the podcast itself the concept of it is going to be invented when griffin mcelroy is thrown back in time and stranded there and he's like well what am i going to do with myself now don't cut my brothers guess i'll just invent the podcast yeah this is we're we're getting to a territory where i think we're talking about something that only Applies to yeah. a very, very slim demographic. <laughs> Just since okay. we are, since we're on the topic of bad cartoons, we'll be really brief about this because I think we need to watch one. But there was a cartoon in the '90s, and it was a it was a Free Willy cartoon. <gasps> oh, Do you know yeah. about this Free Willy? Oh, it's, yeah. it's about it's about the, the boy from Free Willy and Free Willy and all the animals talk, and the villain is a cybernetic eco terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Wait. 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 Does <laughs> so, Willy talk? Cause... Yes. Okay, because like I, I was under the impression that Willie was the only one who couldn't talk. I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty sure he talks, but I guess it's been a while. Oh god, because like I remember, because I remember seeing it, and it was like I saw a clip from it, and I just my brain just completely just severed in two inside of its own skull, <laughs> and so... I can feel the ooze break leaking out of my ears. It's just it's one of my favorite things to introduce people to. <laughs> it's just so perfect. I, I... I had Stretch Armstrong goo just dribbling down my cheeks. That's how bad. <laughs> you watched it any longer, your head would have exploded like that guy in Scanners. Well, that that's just that only happens in the movies, Cirque. That's just you know. 
Um, mm. But uh, okay, so here <laughs> Let's watch is a cartoon. The actual, yeah, here's watch the actual podcast that we're actually doing, uh, which is where we talk about a uh, cartoon that we have watched that is in the public domain. And if you don't know what a public domain means, it just means that the company that owned the property doesn't own this cartoon anymore. So therefore, anyone can uh, watch and distribute it uh, as freely as they want and they can monetize it if they want. But most people just do it for free. So and just a quick reminder, as often as I can, I will put links in the show notes to YouTube videos. You can check those uh, out on our website, ToontownPublicWorks.com. And... Uh, Let's go ahead and let's do that randomizer thing. All right, Alex. Oh, we should mention Alex is our wonderful editor and uh, they're the ones that basically did all the music and whatever sound effects you hear. Like yeah, whenever all I the say fully work. Like whenever I say uh, and you hear the raccoon noise, that's him. That's him. And then the dog noise right there. That's Casey right there. Having having so. fun, Alex? Friend, yeah, are you a swear? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's ruin let's ruin Alex's life by making it as difficult as possible for him to get through this episode. Choose a really cute swear. Fart. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Heck. Right. There you Heck. go. Heck, there you go. <laughs> Adorable. Let's pick a cartoon. Okay. Let's. Uh, he's too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's actually pick the cartoon. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and. Oh, we got a Gumby cartoon on our way. We got more Gumby. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> it is on disc disc number eight. Number it is eight. called The Black Knight. Oh, boy. Oh, also Huffman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can meow that one out. All right. <laughs> Don't meow <laughs> <in the> others. <laughs> All right. If he, if, he, if, he mutes, if, if he mutes enough of those, the audience is going to be very confused. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it was disc eight. Okay, so we're back, and that was, um, hmm. Well, I mean, like, it was not, it, I, it was okay, I guess. It, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I doesn't hmm. really I, stand okay. out too much as good or bad. It's more middle of the road. It, it's basically your garden fair Gumby thing, and if that's basically what it is, like straight up and down. It's just uh, neat shots at the beginning, though. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting shots. Well, okay, the plot basically is okay. So it starts off with Gumby working at a uh, junk shop. It looks like, which with, I guess that's that just that's what Gumby works at. It's um, like a crane that looks like it's made out of an erector set. Yeah, like, yeah, that was, yeah, like, a crane made out of an erector set, uh, and then a knight shows up, and then I guess, hit, like, there's a, like, this, okay, so there's, like, this knight that's this ineffectual sort of, just, like, you know, the joke is that he's a knight, but he's super cowardly, um, and he doesn't really do much except that, I don't think. And his voice, his voice sounds basically. a little bit like Jeffrey Tambor when he sounds like really concerned. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh no, guys, oh, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that kind of like, thing. But like, okay, the the basically Gumby is told about the Black Knight by this knight. But then, and he's like, oh, we have to stop because this Black Knight, the Black Knight had, uh, has enchanted uh, a the, dragon. Uh, this dragon to kill our all wheat, all of our wheat, 
uh, and we need to stop him. And then Gumby says, I'll help you. And then he's like, instantaneous transfer. No, like, <laughs> like he, he's like, he's like the black Knight is over in that forest. And then without any kind of a uh, transition, they are there in the forest, and it feels very strange because it. Well, there's I mean, a little gag there where uh, Gumby takes his eye and he starts pulling out like a, uh, like a, uh, a telescope. I guess a telescope. Yeah, yeah a telescope. That seems uh, like it like, hurt though. Yeah, like a lot of this is just very. You know, he's made of this so whatever. Well, I mean, no, it's very Gumby stuff. Like the whole, it's not unusual for Gumby to be like, "Hey, we're in a very." modern setting here because we're like gumby's working at like a scrap yard or whatever and then all of a sudden out of nowhere just immediately switches settings without any like like uh, just say hey there's a forest over there and then everything around gumby is now just a freaking forest and i think that's just i think that's intentional well, I think yeah but if, if that, you like... if you follow the eye line though you know like it goes from gumby to the knight who's looking back at gumby and then back to gumby except he's in a forest so it looks like it's part of the same conversation that's all i'm saying <laughs> so well, i think like... that's i think the point is that it is the same conversation honestly oh, may, maybe I, that's it and maybe it just didn't translate well to me like i because i think that's the whole thing about gumby is it's, it's it's all like on a toy shelf and it's imagination or whatever like it's the whole point is that it's it's the it's it's like john carto and that like i'm putting i'm comparing the works of john carto with uh uh gumby here so you know whatever but like how before at la belle and Bet, there's a whole preamble about how you're supposed to have child logic when you watch that movie because there's a lot of things that make no real sense um but basically that's kind of what gumby is in a lot of ways so it's hard to be mad about that kind of thing i think that's just yeah. how it is like yeah so they they're in the forest it's not it, it, it's still disorienting though and, well here's the thing they're in the forest and he's in his gumby's in his fire truck and like the because apparently gumby had a fire truck um and the, the knights like they say we're gonna go to see the black knight and then the knight's like <laughs> no no let's not see like and the black knight you're the reason why they're even going to the black knight you wanted to stop the black knight so i guess we just don't like okay so who's this knight who's like just like what was his plan what was his plan was he gonna just like i don't know just hire a freaking sniper like down like go to the freaking army army toys down like the shelf and just get them to get like a sniper and just get the black knight that way or something well or, CHT, or, you're supposed to use the logic of a child well i mean like okay <laughs> well, like, that, that works for the transitions that does not work for the characterizations okay. Okay. Look, the knight because it's literally huge, like it's literally like huge tower that hopes that he doesn't actually run into what he has to face is a big arthurian figure so let's just start with it well, I mean, the, I guess, but I'm just saying that it's like it's like a character literally saying the one sentence saying, let's I have to find the Black Knight. And the next sentence that comes out of this character is like, let's not find the Black Knight. And it's not even done like in like a, oh, that's like a comedy, like kind of like jump cut kind of way. No, it's like literally just uh, <laughs> it's just oh, it's nonsensical. That's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. So it's, but, I, I think I think we agree it's not a good script. Uh, oh so, god! Yeah, they, no. they find so god, they find no. they find the Black Knight. They travel. They 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 go to the Black Knight. Uh, and 
they're the like Nine has this weird voice that I don't even know how to describe. It. It's okay, basically the voice, <laughs> the voice. Yeah, well, no, the voice is very distinct in that it's the uncle that you asked your to re- be part of your film project, that like when you're like a little kid, and then he's reading off the line saying, and he's just like, oh yeah, but. Where you cannot stop me, gonna gotta go and do the lancing. Ha 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 ha. It's just like that specifically. Like I don't care what's happening right now. I'm just doing this so I can like make this kid piss off and just not deal with me anymore today. <laughs> I can't believe you recited the line verbatim. I have to go and do the lancing. Ha ha ha. Just like yeah, you wrote exactly. it. Exactly. I'm, I'm a ghostwriter for Gumby. <laughs> um, um, but. Uh, God, so then they, okay, so now it's going to be a jousting tournament because that's what Gumby, because Gumby asked the knight to not do it. And he's like, no, I'm going to joust you. Because remember, what they want is to make the dragon to be stopped being under the Black Knight's spell so the the dragon won't be like destroying the crops. And then, okay, so they're at a, they start going to the jousting and the king who, like, King Grum up there is just like looking terrifying uh he he has a goddamn square head like well it's not even a square it's a potato head it's like more of a potato than mr potato head his head and but it's like the like it's basically if hey arnold's ears got squished together like he got like hey arnold toy and just squished guys i'm looking at something on my desk right now i think they took an eraser and they put it on a uh, clay model I seriously think that they just mashed an eraser onto a clay mall and then just put lips oh. on it. You know, that, that would not shock me with the way Gumby... Well, like, l- there's literally nothing that isn't horrifying except for Gumby and the knights. And the reason why the knights are not horrifying is because they don't have faces. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but then, like, okay, so... The dragon apparently shows up, but the dragon's not a bad guy. The, the dragon is actually too- adorable. It's adorable. It's really chill. Doesn't seem to want to do anything except watch and like, uh, and like, so they do the jousting and like, I I don't know what Gumby was trying to do with this, but basically he, they just do a head to head jousting thing and Gumby just no clips out of his armor. I don't know what that was supposed to be like. It doesn't even make like, like, so he's got like a little slat in the back or something and he just slips out and then gets on the side of the horse. Yeah, but like, what, what, like, I don't understand Gumby's plan here. Like, because, like, at first, what I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe he's tricking the knights into that, and then that way he can get like a stealth attack in or something when he's not looking. But no, that's not what happens. What happens is Gumby just, like, hides on the side of the horse and only shows up after everyone thinks that Gumby died (laughs) after being stabbed in the chest by this friggin' lance. And the the dragon dragon cries. Yeah, the dragon cries tears like, from yeah, the top old, of its eyes. Big old crocodile tears. It, and like is because it is from the top of his eyes, it looks a little like he's sweating. So like I was like, <laughs> is he crying or sweating? <laughs> is he nervous yeah. or is he well, sad? Like it, it took me a minute to realize that it was crying too. But like it, it, yeah, like the upper I guess dragons have tear ducts in the upper parts of their eyes or something. I don't know. It's true. Um it's just facts. Uh but then we go so, but yeah, Gumby just didn't do anything with that. And then I guess the dragon just decides, hey, uh, I 
want I hate the Black Knight. I'm going to use, I guess, a smoke screen to cover the dragon, but the cover the Black Knight. But then it's like, I thought the Black Knight controlled the dragon. And... Remember that magic spell? Okay, right, like, all right. So, so the thing, the thing that I'm realizing about Gumby now that we've watched two cartoons is that these scripts are written in a way that they could do like a lot of technical experimentation with stop motion that was not really explored up until then in the mainstream uh so like so like they they probably wrote that in the script so that they would have an excuse to do this really cool uh effect where they uh where they they kind of had like uh they kind of had like cells oh well basically just like dried paint what it was is basically basically they scratched up the film stock when they were after recording it and that's what the effect basically was it's just a giant black scrubby thing that's on top of the yeah and it was it was like a diy fire effect and everything about gumby is very uh, diy you know i mean like it's like it's kind of dumb getting mad at gumby honestly because gumby really isn't worth getting mad over because it's you know he owes me a lot of money well i mean other than the fact that he is a very irresponsible gambler uh the gumby's just just basically a like like they they are just weird little shorts that are just you watch them because they look pretty and they don't really do anything which you can honestly say about a lot of early cartoons in general and also weird little shorts yeah yeah but uh, for crying out loud what's going on alex nothing uh, don't don't worry Uh, no 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 problem sir it's just uh hd's audio suddenly cut out that, uh, that sounds like a problem to hey, me. Hey, 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 relax. I got this. Alright, now if I could just... How long is this gonna take you? Mm. Uh, well... Let's see. I guess now would be a really good time to talk to you all about the fun to stop annoying cartoon sidekicks, or Every year, thousands of misshapen, multicolored talking worms, wooden animals with speech impairments, and finished trolls end up ruining perfectly good cartoons with their antics. This is due to... Well, turns out I was leaning on the pause button. Oh, well, you want to get the show going again? Rolling. Many capacities because of that dragon. I think that dragon. I think that dragon, dragon. I think the dragon was part badger. Yeah, it, it looked badger-ish. It looks, yeah, because that was my first well, impression. What, what it really looked like is like oh no, it's the dragon. Well, the the my first impression is that it looked like a bunch of modern clay that you like mushed together into a face. Basically, you know, thinking <laughs> on it, thinking on it, that might be how they made it. Yeah, that's probably a true one. Wow. I did notice I something about, about the uh, the snout. Like, you know those uh, those two bumps on the front that were supposed to be nostrils? Mm-hmm. They look a lot like uh, Lego. The stuff on Lego works. Kinda. Hmm. Hmm. So the, the one thing that we didn't talk about in this cartoon was that from the very, very beginning in the title sequence, like the very, the title screen, it starts with uh, two paper knights like facing each other and they're supposed to like run into each other and like collapse into a little ball or something, but it looks like they're just being pulled in by like a black hole and but, just like becoming a singularity. It was both the title screen and the kill screen for the Gumby short. It was, oh, <laughs> Gumby had a kill screen? Yeah, come here. Like oh, wow. he he was at Twin Galaxy <laughs> and Twin Galaxies, and then like there was yeah, there was just it was a, it's a really quick speed run actually. It's a pretty it's it, the game is horribly broken that you could do it like that really oh, fast. There you go. Yeah, um, it's so broken that you can get the kill screen and then watch the entire cartoon. 
Yeah, you get the ending cutscene. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> this game uh, yeah. is terrible. There you go. This is okay. a good bit. I'm glad we. I'm glad we went that direction. Um. All right, so let's yeah. get ahead and uh, let's get on to the second short. Uh, uh, overall, I'd say I, it was okay. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Uh, well, okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I don't. I'm. I'm not a Gumby hater. I was okay. I'm just. I don't know. It's hard to have an opinion about that. Short no, no, that's fine. But, that's fine. Buddy. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and do the scroll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Here's something we haven't uh, gotten from a uh, uh, one of these things yet. Uh, a Popeye cartoon. <gasps> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Disc one. And also, it's our first one on disc one. Uh, and it's going Love to... And right. it was, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't scare. That's, that's the one we're going with. So. Alright. Okay. Uh, have you ever noticed that Popeye's voice is like, basically just like listening to an old man die? <laughs> <laughs> they're very quiet well like it's right? a man who's ha- suffering a very 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 terrible death <laughs> yeah, i actually that voice sounded very similar to uh 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 was it was it mel blank i think he sounded very similar to me you know it could have been mel blank yeah I, uh, I mean i don't i doubt it was because well i don't know when i googled who voiced popeye mel blank didn't come up three different voices did hmm. uh william costello look up the era that this cartoon was because i'm i want to know um let's see I'm scared to move because I've already knocked my microphone once, and I do not wish to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to, 1956. Feel free. Wow, that wow, that was a lot earlier than I thought that was going to be. It says so here looked, on IMDb, Jack Mercer. Okay, yeah, Jack Mercer. Hmm. Because it looked like a '70s pop life. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Just the way the aesthetics kind of were. I don't yeah. know, but are there even seventies Popeye? I don't even think there are. I don't know. I don't. I don't know when they. I don't know when they all were. I don't think it was a. Well, I don't. I have no idea. Uh, well, it we know like there was a Popeye TV series in seventy eight and seventy nine. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I, I. Basically, the whole premise is that olive oil is very. All, okay, both Popeye and Bluto uh, want to date Olive Oil, and Bluto, like, Bluto, okay, so Popeye basically cheats in order to get into a date with Olive Oil by ripping a public phone out of its freaking socket just to talk to Olive Oil instead of Bluto, uh, and then But that was only after uh, the phone was the stolen from phone. him. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, true. But that, like, but that is an excuse. Him, Popeye, literally cramming the phone, basically down Bluto's throat. It's so <laughs> violent. Everyone's so violent in these cartoons. Why can't Why can't they just like talk out their problems, man? But um, but no, like it seemed like such a like I don't know. It's I I, I have this weird gut reaction to a lot of the kind of uh, slapstick with some of this stuff. It's like, um. And, I ha- and it's not just me as an adult, this is me as a kid, too, where I end up feeling bad for a lot of the victims of slapstick in the sense, like, in the sense, like, like, in the sense that, like, uh, Bluto, like, unless Bluto is, like, legitimately terrible to someone, because it didn't even look like Bluto was a bad person to olive oil at all towards, like, he was courteous, he helped, like, when, the, when Bluto, when, Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but basically, uh, olive oil is superstitious about a bunch of different things. Bluto takes advantage of that by basically just completely ruining Popeye trying to explain that superstitions are stupid to olive oil through, like, there was a. The thing is, it's Thursday the 12th on the calendar, and Bluto switches it to uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, this is kind of a hard cartoon to talk about because there is so much physical humor in it, and like so much of it is just visual. It's really good, though. We liked it. Oh yeah, like the visual humor is fantastic. Uh, Yeah, like I think that's one thing that Popeye is actually really good at, and one of the reasons why I was actually excited for the Popeye cartoon before they canceled it to make the Emoji Movie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So, but like, yeah, like. uh, I mean, it's it's a fun cartoon, but like I, I just wanted to point out the fact that and like there are definitely Popeye cartoons where Bluto is a freaking asshole to uh, Olive Oil. Okay, and like he, to be fair, he assaults her on multiple occasions to to try and make it look like superstitions. Okay, yeah, that's were he does valid. end up so like he, he is so. terrible. If someone did any of the things that Bluto does to Olive Oil in this cartoon to a real person, then they would be in jail. <laughs> in jail, just, killed. Yeah, like Olive Oil. Like they, eating. they, they could be in the NFL. The whole, yeah, oh, they hold on. <laughs> that, topical, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't follow NFL, uh, but yeah, like there's like the uh, the umbrella that Bluto like. Attach, ends up attaching a lamp socket into, so then olive oil gets completely shocked because you're not supposed to open uh, umbrellas and doors. Uh, God. And then there's like uh, Bluto, like pulling the rug underneath a Popeye while he's holding a mirror, and like basically Popeye basically doing a flip in the air and slamming the mirror over olive oil's head. Uh, like. God, there's so many things that probably would have killed literally anyone else. And honestly, it is kind of interesting to see slapstick being done on a woman, in a sense. Yeah, like, actually, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't You'll see, see that, that very often. No, like, it, not, like it's not a common thing because usually they're just straight up damsels. But Olive Oil was straight up getting most of the punishment of in this cartoon. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being. Uh, I'm just being pedantic, I guess, when I'm just, like, trying to defend Bluto over Popeye. I just think it's, like, Popeye... I mean, like, uh, just working with the characters, they're all supposed to be kind of rough, right? So, all of sort of fits that. I mean, like, I think, like, compared to 
other Popeye shirts that I remember in my childhood where Bluto was literally basically about to, like, abduct and assault uh, Olive Oil, you know? And here he does, like, physically assault Olive Oil, and it, like, uh, behind her back, but in the sense of, like, I don't think Olive Oil even learns about that at all. Like, there's, there's no scene Not where... Not really, I don't think... No, like if they, if if Popeye told her at some point, then I did not. They didn't show it. That's for sure. Um, and then, God, it's so weird because it's, um, I don't know. It just Popeye isn't a jerk in this, except for at the very beginning where I do think that he was a jerk. Um, like not, not like Bluto wasn't a saint, but he was way more in the wrong than Bluto was. Like that's basically what, like. It seemed like more like what a Bluto would do would be ripping out the freaking phone out of the phone booth and then slamming in Popeye's face after like talking olive oil on it. See, I think I, I must just be I must just be really desensitized to cartoon violence because I uh, I hadn't even like considered most of that. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not even trying just... to be like one of those guys that said violence in cartoons. No, 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 is bad. no. Like, I, I, I love violence. What, I get what you're saying. It's just like I, I was, uh, I was not on. Like, we're we are ideological opponents here, and that I think well, Popeye was more in the right than Bluto. Well, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying that Bluto was in more in the right. I don't think so at all in general. But I do think that Popeye is not as much of a good guy as. You know, you'd expect from this kind of thing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, he's still yeah, an he's, ass. He certainly does not have the level of respect that I, ex- I, I expect to see from our country's fine Navy. Uh, yeah, join the Navy. Is join, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yvonne> <laughs> but, join the Navy, BF Brian uh, Dorothy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh... But so, no, I mean, yeah. I, so then, think... so then, like, with just just to cover like what happens in the rest of the cartoon is is, so Bluto steals olive oil for a date because uh, he used trickery to convince olive oil that uh, that superstitions had negative consequences, and uh, and so Popeye kind of subverts that, and he's like, all right, so what I'll do is I'll make it look like positive superstitions have negative consequences. And he he leaves a horseshoe out on the road that Bluto picks up and is like, oh, it's a lucky horseshoe, and he uses a magnet to to pull him in and a whole bunch of superstition stuff that is probably so antiquated that I understood less than half of it. <laughs> yeah, there's one that I literally do not understand because I couldn't even understand what Papa was saying. Um, something about like, lit matches or something. Well, basically, like he, Popeye sticks three pieces of dynamite into Bluto's mouth and says, and you like my Popeye impression there? Yeah, yeah, and then lights the dynamite, and apparently that was supposed to be like bad luck to. Do I guess because like he says something like that is bad luck or like it might have been like like, something yeah I don't remember what he said I was I was not I didn't hear it very well like smoking cigars are bad luck and that's no I think it was something about like I think it had something to do with the number three or I don't know because there were three (sighs) sticks of dynamite but I don't recall maybe Uh, I don't know but like okay 
did Olive Oil see all this? Because I remember, I remember at this, because I remember at this point, Olive Oil does not know that Bluto did this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't did the, the. I don't think it's established. I think that uh, I think that I uh, just through through the through the power of assault, Popeye gets the girl back, and it doesn't. It's inexplicable. You know, they're together. Just the American way. Yeah, <laughs> right there. <laughs> and then and then Popeye's like, "See, olive oil. I told you there was nothing about them superstitions." And he walks around a pole like as a superstitious thing, right? So, oh no, no, no. What it is is it's when you. This is one I actually do know about because it's basically you walk by. If two people walk by a pole at this, like on the opposite ends at the same time, you're supposed to go back and say bread and butter. It's a weird old. Okay, thing, so he, he says. So he says bread and butter. And then olive like, oil laughs at him, and his body fills with wine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like, like if you remember in like old Looney Tune cartoons, like you would have like trains like walking by each other by a pole, and then they would go bread and butter, bread and butter, bread and butter, bread and butter, you know, back and forth like that. Yeah, I guess I don't remember. Oh God, you you people out there in podcasts, I know what I'm talking about, and if you do, like, comment, and subscribe. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like <'cause> where? I, <laughs> I don't know. In your heart? It's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, subscribe to these but, ideas okay. that we're I mean, giving you. I, I'm, 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 I'm being pedantic because honestly, that's just all I have when I talk about this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I really like this short. I think it's funny. I thought it was cute. I thought the animation was amazing. Oh God, yes! Uh, this this was a really good short. I'm not really familiar with Popeye that much, I, other than the uh, Strong to the Finish. And I would honestly say, thing. and I honestly would say that Popeye is probably the better and probably one of the uh, few uh, slapstick cartoons that were like of that era that hold up really well today in a lot of ways. Um. I mean, I I don't know. I'm saying this after seeing maybe one Popeye short in the last something or other years, but like still, like uh, we were laughing really hard as we were watching this as well. I'm saying, oh yeah, we were we were thoroughly amused. We really enjoyed it, and uh, and I would say that uh, maybe of the five cartoons we've watched so far making this podcast, uh, it was probably my favorite. Uh, The reason I hesitate is because we did have that. that Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon in the first one that I liked a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, which, that which pro- sorry, so speaking of that, just reminded me a correction. Uh, last episode, I said that there was an episode of House of Mouse that I thought featured Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I feel really, I feel really <coughs> fucking stupid now because uh, it, uh, <laughs> it was actually Mortimer Mouse. <laughs> Oh, I know yeah. about that one, actually. Um, who is, oh, yeah, who yeah. looks nothing like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and acts nothing like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I just remembered that there was someone who is vaguely uh, monochromatic in a, in a Mickey Mouse style, and it was him. So, uh, so if anyone was really mad at me for suggesting that Oswald was in House of Mouse, that is my correction, and we're done with that, and we can we can all uh, I am I am I am free of my sins, uh, but yeah, yeah this uh, this this was uh, this was probably of the five cartoons we watched, my favorite one. Okay, I agree with that actually. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun watching this. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead. Uh. And let's uh, work on finding the next one. So, uh, just give me one second. 
Got to pull out that list again. Sorry, I I feel like a drone. You could cut this out, Alex. You could do that. That's you could fair. make this interesting if you want to. You could add like fully work of like pans like falling over, like like if he's having trouble, I like finding the disc, goofy like screen. Yeah, like a Wilhelm scream. Uh, maybe not that. I don't know. Use your imagination. Maybe like a maybe like a horse whinny. Scared. Yeah. Anything to kill this dead silence that's going on here because of my incompetence. Uh, just random explosions. Not even like freaking explosions, just. <laughs> just footage of the Hiroshima. Just put that in a <laughs> podcast. People like sobbing. <laughs> like, oh, the like, human. Like... Yep. Oh, man. Uh... Probably don't escalate it <laughs> that much. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Here's our short. Let's go to disc number. Okay, this is a char character I've never heard before. Who is this then? Uh, it's disc number seven. It is uh, Blackie the Lamb. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't oh. know. Let's not let's not, not, not let's not say anything yet. Uh, and the episode we're gonna look at is Sheep Shape. Sheep Shape with Blackie the Lamb. Yep. Maybe it'll be good. Okay, uh, that was not what I was expecting at all. Same. Mm. I am actually surprised that I don't know more about this character because that was pretty good. Well, well, it didn't look like this character had a whole lot of cartoons. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, on this collection, on this collection, there's only two of those cartoons, and I'm willing to bet those are the only two that actually exist of this character. Because uh, I think, I think what's the case is is that it's because um, I was actually looking up a Wikipedia when we we're watching this because I was actually really baffled by this. Uh, okay, it's part of a series of cartoons called uh, it's called uh, Novel Tunes. And uh, there's a whole bunch of different directors there, but they're specifically uh, uh, produced with uh, Harvey Comics, which is uh, people who do uh, like they've did like a bunch of like a. Uh, there's uh, Casper. They did Richie Rich. Oh, uh, okay. And stuff like that. Like they basically they're like the character. They basically made those characters. Uh, and anytime you know any of stuff, and like, oh, hold on one second. Uh, Pause for the podcast real fast. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can. Okay, sorry about that, folks. Uh, my roommate uh, just got in, and uh, I had to help him unpack some things. Uh, he's still working on it, but he graciously let me get back to my podcast. Uh... Because that's what's going to bring in the big bucks, you know, uh, clearly. Mm -hmm. um, so as I was saying before, uh, 
What I was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, you were saying that um, this was not what you expected when you read the title. Well, I mean, I, I was going through no- novel tunes, which is basically like uh, they're and then they were uh, they were distributed by Paramount Pictures. And I think this was just one of those attempts at doing a new character. And I'm my guess because like there isn't even a Wikipedia article. The only thing I could find about Blackie uh, Blackie the sh- Lamb, Blackie the Lamb, is uh, a article for a fan-made Winnie the Pooh cartoon that has that character in it, and I do not wish to talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am looking at it right now. Yeah, no, let's, I, not, let's, let's, not, let's not talk about it. Right. Let's not talk about it. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be a Toontown Public Works special someday. Uh, maybe, but uh, let's... It's absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but, nope, uh, never. All right. It's never going to be a thing. Um, so... The okay, so we got so basically it was just a character that I well, my personal guess is that this was a character them trying to do Tex Avery, like basically because like the plot of this cartoon is basically a messed up version of a little hot Riding Hood. Yeah, well, or, actually, or Red Hot Riding Hood. That is something I noticed is that uh, is that they definitely learned from the. Uh... Looney Tunes writing school of comedy because well no that's it's, it's not Looney it Tunes so many it's not even Looney Tunes it's it's straight up Tex Avery like it well it's a it's a cheap Tex Avery but it's Tex Avery because uh, Tex Avery was very uh, like it, it it wasn't as fourth wall breaking as say a normal Tex Avery short would be and that's probably why it's honestly not as good in any capacity in my opinion uh, but it is. Uh, but it, it basically has the same sort of feel, the aesthetic, the very trying to make an adult cartoon, basically, uh, that w- with using tropes that are popular in cartoons, like talking animals and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and specifically, specifically, the wolf was clearly uh, was clearly a Tex Avery. Oh, it could have just it could have just oh, it could have just been it could have been just the the dope the dopey brother of the wolf from red hot riding hood yeah like up. i could i could i could be nice and call it an homage <laughs> uh, no I'm, I'm not gonna be nice it's straight up a ripoff <laughs> well then i'm gonna be nice and call it an homage it wasn't it, it wasn't. was probably a ripoff <laughs> um i mean I, I i'm not saying this to make it sound like this cartoon was bad i think it wasn't no no i think there was definitely parts that were funny but i also think that if it, but it straight up is trying like, because basically the plot of the cartoon is that there's a horny wolf that wants to get into a nightclub, doesn't have the money, so he tries to rob a lamb. Who that uh, he? Got, uh, it's his friend. He says multiple times it's his friend. Yeah, like his friend, I guess. But like basically, like he owns an orphanage, or like he saved an orphanage. I don't know. It's something with orphans. I don't know. He's trying to donate, like, money to an orphanage or something. Oh, was it that Was that what it was? I think so. Okay. But, uh, I, it just, the way the cartoon presented it, it made it sound like that the orphans gave him $10,000 or something. And I was like, okay, orphans, whatever. Uh, you can spend your money on whatever you want. It's not going to bring your parents back, so. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, god what is my problem today i am just (laughs) oh my god i'm just being a total edgelord um but but no like i it but the wolf steals the money after a bunch of slapstick where like the wolf gets thwarted by the sheep over again they go to the nightclub there's a very 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 low grade version of the scene with the wolf 
ogling little red riding hood like the one that's like the sexy one from the the tex avery cartoon like a really good one uh none of the stuff with like the eyes popping out of the head and stuff like that yeah just a very low low rent version of that they go up to a room because the wolf wants to have sex with him but then it turns out that this uh pretty lady was actually blackie uh in drag but bugs bunny style and uh they completely changed voice completely changed the voice like okay th- this character has three voices there's the singing voice which is not the same thing as the talking voice and then there's the talking voice is completely different than the actual blackie the sheep voice or blackie the lamb voice and then he blows up the like black the lamb blows up the freaking sex club uh and it is demolished <laughs> it is demolished and then he gets the money back for the orphans i guess and that's basically the the thing it's it's not more complicated than that but like it's just i think it's like it's really interesting i actually i'm i'm almost wanting to cheat next time we watch this just to see what the other black of the sheep cartoon is like because like i i don't think this is like so bad that it doesn't deserve more of it uh but I also think it's incredibly derivative in ways that I think is actually very interesting. Like, it, it's it's so rare. Well, I wouldn't actually say it's rare. It's actually pretty common. But, like, I would say it's not very um, often that you see a very direct rip of an artistic style of doing this stuff. Like, like, like it's just straight up, like, beat for beat exactly what a Tex Avery short would have been like. But, like, a very low-grade one that wasn't even as clever. You know, and I keep on bringing that point up just because I have such a huge admiration for Tex Avery. And it's he's like straight up of all those eras of old cartoons, like the two things that I love most are the how to goofy shorts and the Tex Avery shorts. Like maybe it was the Asylum Independent Film Company version. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, Sher- <laughs> Tex Avery the, short. the Sherlock Holmes versus Raptors of or whatever. Like or like like Transmorphers or Atlantic Rim. Yeah. Where where grandma will buy it and be like, This was the one you wanted, right, dearie? I have no idea how any of these were distributed. I don't even know if I don't know if shorts were still a thing in theaters at the time that they were doing this. Uh, yeah. I think they were, but I don't know. I think, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting to see a character that so clearly flopped, you know, like it's a contrast to all the very big names. Because up until this point, we basically had a ton of big names. We had uh, Oswald the Lucky. Ra- well, I wouldn't say Oswald the Lucky was a big name, but I think that nowadays he is in a cult classic sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the Three Stooges, uh, which are big names, but not for cartoons for good reason. Uh the we had uh, Gumby, Gumby twice, and then Popeye, which are two names that are actually still. I would say you ask a person around my age, you know, both of them know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I would say millennials typical know typically know uh, pretty much all of those properties, and this is one that none of us had heard of. Yeah, like, and this this is an entirely new thing, and it's straight up a failed idea because it's not even like there was literally just two of these shorts, and that's fascinating. And I actually really, 
I wonder how the rest of the whole uh, the the whole series, meaning the whole other episode, is like. You know, you know, it might actually be a really cool idea to like occasionally like give an episode to just looking through the history of some of these more obscure things and being like, oh, this is where they uh, started. This was the idea behind them, and then this I mean, is where they ended. If, if it gets to the point where being randomized will basically mean that we keep on watching like the same types of cartoons over and over again, like we go, like we like. If we get to the point where, like, an episode's going to have three Betty Boops in a row, we might just go with a straight-up, like, theming thing and just choose from our collection. I'll just yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll, decide, we'll, we'll decide that on a whim, I think. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. A, that's something we're going to have to think about. But um, I think that's all it really... I kind of monopolize the conversation again. So, like, is there anything you guys think were worthwhile saying about this? Or... Um, no, I think, I think we covered the majority of it. Uh, in total, I would say, uh, I don't know, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, like I, if, I if guess that's all you judging, If we're just judging the quality of it. Surprise the main character is actually male. He's got kind of like a feminine bill drum. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely was a bit of an ambiguous gender there for a bit. Like, well, I, yeah. I guess I which think, I think, I think is the, the point. idea was I think the idea was that the the design of the character was supposed to juxtapose the personality of the character. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I can see that. If there's one thing that's actually clever about this short, that I'd say that's actually kind of original is that whole aspect there, where it's like, I do think it is kind of nice to see that kind of juxtaposition because I always dig that kind of thing where. Uh, a very usually very meek type character ends up being a badass or at least uh, able to hold their own against, uh, you know, uh, you yeah. see, you see, yeah, there, you know, there, you, was a, I, there was a lot of tobacco in this one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> which, like, I, oh, which I think oh, is going yes. back to what you were saying about like trying to make like, you know, a more mature. Uh, well, I mean, it, it straight up was, it straight up was sex and tobacco and alcohol. Like the, the wolf yeah. literally chugs like two bottles of champagne. So like, uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's all we can really say about it. Um, okay. So of all these three shorts, which one was your guys' favorites? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, the Popeye short. Yeah. The Popeye short. That'd be my okay. pick too. You know, I think I'm going to go with the Popeye short too, but only just because I think it's a because it's a tie for me between that Popeye shirt, uh, the uh, wait, I ain't scared or was it? I don't, I'm I'm not scared. I don't scare. I, think. I don't scare. I don't scare. Uh, between tie between that and then this black Blackie the Lamb thing because, but I think I'm going to like to say the Popeye one because that one's actually genuinely good and. A lot less of less derivative, less derivative, its own thing, you know, because uh, but I think that just for a curiosity sake, seeing uh, Blackie Lamb was actually really interesting. So I'll give yeah. it like a little I'll give it a little uh, honorary badge on that regard. That's something to come back to. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, we're almost done, but I have actually one other thing. I actually have a new feature that we're going to be doing for the show. Uh, it, I, on our Twitter account, which is Toontown Public, uh, at, well, rather, at Toontown Public, uh, every week I'll be, uh, or whatever our release schedule is going to be. I think it's going to be every week if we can handle that, but we'll see. Uh, but every week there's a, uh, 
there is going to be a question that I'm going to ask because I run the Twitter account uh, that are basically just general cartoon questions that I'm going to have people on the audience. If they want to answer them, they can answer them. I, I, I'm saying it in a really roundabout way because I'm very bad at words right now. I don't know. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying. Audience participation. That's basically what I'm doing. Yeah. So we will ask yeah. questions on the official Twitter and you can respond and we will discuss them. Right? Yeah. Do I Alex, it? just, 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 Alex, please just like fast forward all of me just rambling there and just have played whatever Casey said there, right there. Except try and do it in HT's voice. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> you're just gonna have to. <laughs> we're, just going to <laughs> we're just going to make this whole podcast impossible for Alex to edit. We're, he's, he, Alex <laughs> is just gonna have to make like a Vocaloid that's just me talking. And I Alex. probably do. <laughs> I probably talk enough for Alex to make a vocal way with my voice. So, one of these days, Alex is just going to commit total mutiny and just destroy our reputation. I, uh, I anyhow. like to eat farts. <laughs> <laughs> What's so uh, funny, guys? That, oh, I, you uh. said something. You said something highly reputable, and it was a courtesy laugh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that word means, so let's get to the question. Uh, I know what reputable means. I'm smarty. I'm just very smart funny. of you. I'm a smart boy. Um, so okay, Twitter so the question. audience question, which is a very general one, is what is your favorite cartoon era and why? And uh, I think we should first do our own answer for this because I think that's actually a pretty interesting question to ask. Uh, uh, my answer is, I think right now is my current favorite. The current era of cartoons where, you know, your Steven Universes, uh, your Star Versus, the Forces of Evil, your uh, Gravity Falls. I think that there's something really special about what's going on right now. And I think there's, oh, a, yeah. lot of people, I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of nostalgia for the 90s, which is a, definitely an era that I am very nostalgic for. And I would say that's my second favorite. But other than, say, like a Daria... And I don't know, uh, maybe Hey Arnold to a degree. Most of those cartoons are just basically funny gag. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not so. They're not so subversive as this era. Yeah, and I mean, like, I would also say they're not so sincere. I would say that many of them are satirical, but also they're not. But there's a lot of them that are very insincere and just very jokey. Well, I think the modern, this current era is a lot of uh, character development, uh, talking about serious subjects. We have. Uh, Steven Universe is a LGBT, uh, LGBT, uh, Q, bunch of other letters, uh, show about, uh, love and, uh, war atrocities. And that's really interesting. While, like, uh, Star Versus has a really cool princess who's a badass who also, uh, has to learn about the horrors of, uh, revisionist history and manifest destiny, you know? Uh, it's it's um it's it's much more complex and more sophisticated time and i think that's really cool this also includes movies too because i feel like that while there are some dumb movies out there like boss baby or uh i'm just gonna say emoji movie is gonna be bad and if uh it turns out that i'm wrong and it's actually one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life you can all laugh at me then but the, then the podcast it. is canceled <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the podcast is canceled if, if, if that if happens is, the podcast is legit canceled if the emoji movie is good yeah, um, but uh, 
a little trademark, a little uh, asterisk there to say, no, not really, because there is actually a chance just because a lot of people. Oh, no, actually, no. I don't think there's there any chance that it's going to. All be right. Canceled. So under underneath the asterisks, there's a double asterisk that says, no, really, the podcast will be canceled. Yes. For real. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, you have to read the terms of use when uh, you start listening to this podcast. You know, you really should do that. But uh but I mean, like, there's like the Zootopias. You have your Moanas, and then there's uh, what the good Dreamworks okay, movies, so, like How to so Train I Your think, Dragon. I think that I think that in in film animations, sincerity has existed for a very long time. That's true. Um, yeah, which which is my, my favorite era is actually the '90s, um, and maybe a lot of that is just nostalgia. Um. But I think that I think that my defense of it, my favorite cartoons are probably the Steven Spielberg cartoons. Uh, oh yeah, straight up. You know, Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain is my number one, which it does have moments of sincerity. Pinky and the Brain but is they're genius. They're very few and far between. Uh, Pinky and the Brain is incredibly well written. Uh, very snappy, extremely clever dialogue. Um, it's and you know what? Like it, it had slapstick, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a full slapstick cartoon i would say that every episode was a story and you know when i rewatched it just like last year or so i discovered that like pinky and the brain from beginning to end uh well there i don't think there was a an episode i didn't like except maybe the pilot because it was a bit boring um you know uh and yeah. uh and i think uh, another major reason i like cartoons from that era at least like specifically like the spielberg cartoons and uh and uh the the disney cartoons and a lot of what wb is producing is because uh, back then there was very fluid hand-drawn animation which is something mm -hmm. that you don't really get a whole lot anymore um yeah, yeah. Because it's very expensive to make, mostly. Like, I, I believe that the skill is out there. I believe that animators who are currently working in the industry have the ability to really do that. But I mean, uh, you can, like, it's you just, can get it's that just... with Flash, but, like, well, yeah, people the, get the lazy of... with Flash. People get really lazy with it. Well, more so, I think, it's just that the cost of production would be so high for that because it is a lot of work. Um yeah. True. So, so like even even though a lot of those cartoons were really hackneyed, and even though they lacked sincerity, with a few exceptions, I think The Simpsons was very sincere. For example, oh yeah, uh, the uh, like uh, like the cartoons in that era were were very, for the most part, very well written. Uh, I, I guess since I've been talking about Spielberg cartoons, I should make a so a noteworthy exception is Tiny Toon Adventures, which were often very sloppy and rushed. But yeah, uh, like that's I would say about half of them are good. Uh, you know, uh, mm. so that's that's, I think that's my a bit generous if you're gonna ask me. Yeah, well, maybe I did. I didn't get through all of them. I I didn't like any of the Kennedy cartoon ones that people always talk about with the kick dancing and the kind of yeah, weird don't. like side mouth thing they had going on i don't get i don't get tiny tunes adventures i just don't i'm sorry yeah i'm no, sorry i'm, I'm mean, sorry podcast I, I love the they might be giants episode where they Though, the... well yeah it, but that's just because it's the might be giants it's i might be trying but the, the yeah but the cartoons along with them are fun and good so it's yeah. not just that it's they might be giants they inter those cartoons introduced me to they might be giants and i enjoyed them back then i mean that's um, fair yeah, so I, I really enjoy that era. What about you, Cirque? Uh, well, I would 
go along with you guys with saying the, uh, really the 90s up to there's a little slump around like the early 2000s and then getting into this modern era would be my favorite, but we've talked about that a lot, so I'm gonna go back a little bit farther, I'm gonna say from the 60s to around the early 80s, I really like the, uh, animation style and some of the movies that came out around that time, like, uh... Let me just name a couple off the top of my cool head. Cool World. No. There you go. <laughs> no. Cool. We're done. We're done here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah. There you go. I yeah. think was Rock and Roll around that time? Because I kind of like that. I don't know. I'm actually um, not sure. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think I think there's some gorgeous stuff, like Don Bluth's stuff. Is oh, yeah, beautiful. definitely. Like Don, even his bad movies are beautiful. So, you know, you know my uh, my favorite, my favorite, uh, my favorite fully animated movie ever is The Great Mouse Detective, and that came out in in the eighties. Technically, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like a, a lot of. Uh, yeah, it feels like a nineties one, of, though, doesn't it? Um, I I would say that I would say if you watch it, it seems like. Uh, I don't it know. It's very eighties ish to me. <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels like for me, like Oliver and Company. Like, I, I, if you said Oliver and Company came out in the eighties, while Mouse Detective came out in the nineties, then I would totally believe you. But I, I know that's not the truth. You know, it's the exact opposite. I think so. Was it? I don't. I, I'm sorry. My it's, brain is but, completely garbage. I'm probably like spouting nonsense. Yeah, I think uh, I not not total <laughs> nonsense. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, but I I think that in in cartoon film, yeah, I think that uh, I think that the the '80s produced a lot of really interesting stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, what did uh, our I'll What did our listeners say? Yes, uh, our listeners said. Well, uh, first we got uh, Sapphire Jack. Who said, uh, basically agreed with me and uh, said that, uh, I'd say now, in all honesty, we're in an age where animation is more independent, original, or just different IPs than uh, from any other medium. And that's actually a point that's actually worth mentioning is that, yeah, there's a lot of cartoons that are not straight up in the mainstream kind of era. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that are just weird that are also very independent and very centrally focused from specifically like uh, one thing i would say is a good example would be uh is it i don't know if this counts as indie but i guess it kind of is is bojack horseman is that kind of indie um well no because it's produced by netflix so i guess it depends on what you mean by indie it's not it's not independently published no uh it is it is stylistically like so i i think that because we live in an era of Mm self-publishing you know like uh, like uh b- because uh, because the ability for for authors of any type of media to release and publish their own work uh major companies you know, people like Netflix for example are are kind of just having to follow suit because people uh people are uh discovering that they're really big fans of uh work that is kind of untainted by the hand of a corporation or a major media publisher. Um, so guess, you do uh, see a lot of corporate like by the hand of advertising, basically. Yeah. I guess what HG's trying to say is basically that it's got that indie feel and that's focusing more on like, uh, yeah, these, and, uh, and that I agree with. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm struggling to think about independent cartoons, and I'm probably, uh, Sapphire, if you're listening to this, you can probably just yell at me about, like, things I'm completely <laughs> forgetting about. That's totally fair. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree that that's actually a good point that I did not cover with my thing. Uh, the other response we have this week, because uh, we don't have very many responses, but it's on our second episode, so, yeah. Uh, and I literally just sprung this out, like, just a couple days ago, so, like, of course. Uh, but... Uh, we got uh, King Howe's response, who says, uh, Personally, I grew up with a lot of cartoons in the 30s and 40s. I hold heavy nostalgia for Popeye and other cartoons from that era. Um, and yeah, I I think that's actually a decent point, too. Because like, uh, I, I, one thing I was going to say earlier is that basically it matches what I said earlier. But when we were talking about uh, Blackie the Lamb, which is that my favorite cartoons from the 40s were the ones that were from Tex Avery and also the ones from, I think a lot of Disney stuff back in that era is actually pretty good. Um, cause it's, uh, cause they're just really interesting kind of like, like, if, if, like a lot of people have like this image of Disney just being straight up completely squeaky clean kind of thing. And I mean, I don't know how many times in their lifetime that's actually been true. Uh, but cause there's a lot of times where they, have done really kind of like dark for its era kind of stuff so but doesn't uh, it do get like melted in dark cauldron oh yeah that that was straight up like he he dies a horrible 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 death well there um, you go but 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 you look at like a goofy cartoon from the 40s like maybe they don't have as bit of like an edgy like constantly smoking and drinking and like making fun of in-laws but like you do have like uh, there is a gag where the there's a I, can't, I don't even know which Goofy short it was, but basically Goofy uh, is about to leave, uh, is about to leave, uh, I guess, to go to work. Open the door. There's the mi- milkman and the milkman uh, think, like, had his eyes closed and kisses the workman because he's expecting it to be the wife getting the milk. And it's the whole joke is that supposedly the milkman is sleeping with. Uh, goofy's wife you know and like you don't think of that as a disney cartoon joke but that is exactly what is going on and on top of that like doesn't it cut to his face like all confused for a few moments and he just breaks into this huge grin like yeah something like that yeah like it's just it's like i like i said i don't remember what short it was but there's a if you look at the old goofy cartoons specifically the goofy cartoons those ones can get pretty off the wall in a lot of really great ways. So it's the uh, 1930s we're talking about, right? Uh, 40s, actually. Oh, the 40s. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I was going to say, yeah, like that That era. So the 40s have a, a, a place in my heart. Uh, so so Donald Duck, my like maybe my favorite cartoon character ever, Donald Duck, was invented. Uh, great guy. Uh, in right the, yeah, super good dude. Uh, doesn't owe me any money. Uh, Thank God. I know. Uh in the in the thirties, he was created, uh, and in the forties, Carl Barks adapted uh, Donald Duck. Well, that, oh, yeah. that's when that's when he that's when he started to take on the Donald Duck comics that I uh, that I yeah that's what that's when he made Ducktales, and then that's when he made Launchpad McQuack. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's when that's when Darkwing Duck was invented. Was in the nineteen forties. No, yep. it was uh, but and then uh, uh, and then no, the sixties they made uh, Quack Pack. 
You reminded me of Quack Peck. Oh, God. It's all coming back. Okay. It's like a Vietnam flashback. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the so, bells, the bells. So I get the, so I get the tranquilizer <laughs> over here. Okay, we're running a bit long, so uh, we're going to cut off there. Uh, but uh, thank you for listening to uh, Two Town Public Works. Uh, we are on iTunes now. Uh, we have an RSS feed. Uh, we have a website that is uh, uh, toontownpublicworks.com. Uh, that's where basically you just get to our like uh, Libsyn, I think, basically. Yeah, well, we, we don't have a Libsyn. We're, we're oh. self-hosting this podcast, and, uh, and it's we have a WordPress site up there. And if you take a look there, you'll be able to find the podcast. You'll be able to listen to episodes and, uh, and you'll be able to review the show notes and you'll also be able to watch the YouTube links there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you go through the show notes, we, every episode, we have the links to every, uh, short that we watched. Yeah, uh, provide, provided I can find one. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Casey's doing all of that work. I'm basically the dead weight of the group. So, uh, <laughs> well, I don't. This podcast would not exist without you. Yeah, you um, were the one that came up with the idea and brought all of us together. So, and oh, major, man. major thanks to our friend Alex for doing all of the audio stuff for us. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not only, not only did he help us create the introduction to the show, but he does all of the editing. Uh, all of the all of the heavy lifting uh, is basically thanks to him and his efforts, and we couldn't appreciate it more. So kudos, thank you very much, Alex. He's freaking awesome. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would say uh, just uh, give us a like or not a like. We don't have likes. We, <laughs> we don't have likes. <laughs> give us a review on iTunes if uh, you really liked us. Yeah, if you like the episode, give us reviews uh, and and rate our podcast and and let us know how we're doing. Uh, follow our Twitter, uh, if you like us and, uh, and yeah, just, uh, just, yeah, we, it, it really does help if you do like review and rate our podcast because it makes us a bit more popular and basically means that we actually might actually get out to more listeners there. Uh, and that'll be interesting. And if we you just really like we it, just want you to think we're cool. Yeah. Find our MySpace page. Tell, tell your friends that we're cool and have them yeah, listen to tell us. Your friend, cool tell guys. your friend, tell everyone we're cool. Yeah, tell everyone we're cool, and then uh, make them listen to it uh, by whatever ne- means necessary. All right, we still don't know how to end an episode. No, we don't. Uh, so, uh, I'm HT the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. And this was Toontown Public Works. Uh, Goodbye forever. Goodbye so long it feels so Goodbye! Bye. Goodbye. I'm HT. I'm not a robot. This is how I normally talk. 